Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name's Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? That's why we develop grace-based relational discipleship resources, equipping you to experience deeper relationships with God and others, equipping churches, nonprofits, a growing group of men and women with a toolbox of teaching and experiences to help you become more fully known, fully loved, and fully alive. And one thing that we are most excited about uh, as an example of what that looks like is the True Face journey. And it's an ideal time to launch this nine-month group discipleship framework in August or September. And it takes a few months to prayerfully pick a launch date, pick a co-leader, find six to eight men or women or couples to invest in. And so now's the time for you to prayerfully consider investing in six to eight guys or girls and three to four couples. All of us want to fulfill the Great Commission and pour our cup into others, but we don't know who to do that with and what to do. If we lined up all of us listening to this podcast and said, yeah, we get grace, love Jesus, and want to pour our cup into others to make disciples, to fulfill the Great Commission, and we asked each other, how's it going? It'd be terrible because we don't know what to do and who to do it with. This True Face journey is built for you to do that. Trust us. Check out... Um, the training, the overview, the resources on the True Face Life app, and I guarantee this will be one of the most impactful ministry environments that you get to be a part of. Now, I'm not here just to get fired up and go on a tangent about the True Face journey. Today, I wanted to share with you some thoughts uh, that I had really a continuation of the podcast two weeks ago, uh, and, and unpack another layer of the onion about how trust and love are connected. And here is a truth in relationships that I want to talk about today. If I don't trust you, you can't love me, no matter how much love you have for me. Now, this is true with God and with each other. Think about it. No matter how much you love me and want to show me you love me, if I don't trust you, I won't receive or accept your love. And today I want to unpack how significant elements of our faith, like identity, trust, humility, love, these master foundational components of our faith are interconnected in a complex but simple way. And I, this will build on our conversation about love and longing that we had a couple weeks ago. And to do that, I'll jump in with some oversimplified definitions. Let's think of identity as how I see myself. Let's think of trust as simply meaning to let. Trust just means to let. Humility is a posture that says I can't. And love is the process of meeting needs. These are all interconnected. Humility, I can't, leads to trust, I'll let someone love me, which humility leading to trust, that is what unlocks love by letting people know me and meet my needs. So 
I'm going to slow down and continue to unpack this because it's significant. Humility says I can't, therefore I will let or trust you. And trust is a byproduct or a posture of humility. And both are relational dynamics. Trust is, trust is a relational dynamic. And humility and trust lead us to find love, this thing we're longing for. See, if in humility I trust you, then I'll let you know me, see my needs, meet those needs, which is how I receive love. Loving me by meeting my innate needs of being seen, soothed, safe, and secure. I need God and others to meet those needs because I am not designed to be able to meet them in and of myself. It's impossible, which is why in our design, we are designed to need God and others. That is that hole in us, that longing that we talk about of love. And what starts with surrender, with humility, ends in what we long for, which is the relationships of love. Look, I know Emily, my wife, loves me so much. But the ceiling or the limit of the depths of my experience of her love isn't how much I love her or how much she loves me, but it's it's more limited in how much I let her love me, connected to how much I trust her. See, my shame says if she really knew or if you uh, process those fears with her, she would lose respect, uh, not love you as much, etc. So I keep her distanced from some of my junk and in turn, I miss out on a deeper level of being known by her, seen by her, and loved by her. A, a lot of us, a, a lot of people I talk to, a lot of us, we just don't like ourselves. Our shame lies scream so loud about how we're screwed up, how we're unlovable, that we start believing that. If we really are honest with ourselves, we agree that we're unlovable and we don't like ourselves. And this is shame. This is not humility. Humility is thinking of ourselves rightly in relation to our amazing creator. That how big he is just gives us insight into how we are in relation to him. Humility and surrender are siblings that focus on how we can't, but God did and he does. Humility expands as we focus more on God and focus less on ourselves because we see ourselves in relation to this amazing, loving, powerful God. But shame, on the other hand, shame keeps us fixated on ourselves it, it, it Shame makes us disbelieve how God sees us and what God says about us. We don't like ourselves because we're ashamed of ourselves. And if we don't like ourselves, no wonder we struggle to receive love from our spouse or God or anybody. Because if we let our spouse love us, then we would be disagreeing with our own perspective and belief in regards to who we are or how we see ourselves that we are unlovable or we're undeserving of love. We see it in our adolescent kids with identity and insecurity issues who won't let us love them because they don't love themselves. Our identity, how we see ourselves, is connected to our ability to receive love. Because if we see ourselves with shame, we cannot experience an opposing truth or perspective that we are lovable. 
again, if we see ourselves as undeserving of love, we won't, we can't let others love us because we don't believe them or think that they should. And in most unhealthy marriages, some I've talked to recently, this is often the barrier. That's why we can also only receive love to the degree that we love ourselves because those beliefs have to go together and can't oppose each other. This is true with our friends, spouses, and with God. I was processing a marriage which is on thin ice with a friend, and this was the core. This was at the core. No matter how much love they have for each other or the best practices of what they do, they couldn't receive it because the core issue in this situation was unresolved wounding that affected their view of God and themselves, preventing them from being able to let the other person love them as they are. This idea makes me think of a dam. I feel like I'm standing at the base of this limitless supply of living water, and the water is is what I'm thirsting for. It's what I want. The living water is intimacy and connectedness with my creator, my father, to experience his love. But there's this massive wall, this massive dam in between me and what I'm longing for. And the dam is my fear rooted in shame. This wall that says my fear tells me it's unsafe and therefore I need to keep these walls up. It, It makes me believe things like, nah, I'm good. I'll find what I'm looking for. I'll take the easier and safer way and just lower my expectation of what is possible on this side of of eternity and this side of heaven in regards to this hole in my heart experiencing love. I'm good over here. The reality is that my fears, these walls, this dam, are the very blockade preventing me from experiencing love from God and others. It's keeping me thirsty and quietly killing me. But when we trust, we open a valve at the bottom of that thing and it allows the water to flow. In in our relationships, when we finally let down our walls and allow ourselves to trust, it starts breaking the dam and letting the water flow through this thing. And it unlocks this living water of love that we long for in our lives, in our relationships, first with God and also with others. Now, it is safe to keep the walls up, safe to lower our expectations. And trusting God is not safe and it is not passive. It's really hard for me to take down the walls and release control. It it takes courage. It takes humility. And my pride says I can. I'd rather stay in control. So how do we move towards love? What do we do with this? In humility, we believe that we need God. And in trusting him, we trust who he says we are as redeemed, forgiven, righteous, loved, and liked sons and daughters of the king. So we choose to trust who he says we are. And that quiets the voice of shame. It quiets the fears and anxieties connected to our lives, to our lies and our shame and positions us to be able to start trusting God more, to unlock that valve and start letting him love us and letting others love us, to let God love us, to experience the love we're longing for and made for every day, one day at a time, practicing trusting God and others. God is love. We're made in his image and he made us for relationships of love and he made those relationships of love possible. And it's the greatest commandment in, in Matthew 22 to love God and to love others. And he gave us 
the spirit to of to love of love through us. He makes it possible for us to receive love and to give love all by him and through him. This is an aspect of his amazing grace. So what do we do with this? This is what we do. This is my hope that we work out our trust muscle. We do reps and we practice trust. In humility, let's bring something on our heart or that we're concerned about or struggling with to God or somebody in our life. Let's trust them with the real us and let's just let them love us. Let them meet our needs of being seen, soothed, safe, and secure. Trusting them to know us and to love us. And on the next podcast, we're going to talk about how fears and anxiety affect and are connected to love and how fears and anxiety can point us to love. So check in in a couple weeks. Y'all are awesome. Thank you for being a part of this True Face tribe and supporting this ministry of helping people journey the 18 inches from their head to their heart and apply these truths in the context of their relationship with God and others to experience the peace and the freedom that Jesus made possible. And God, I pray that as a blessing of everybody listening, let it be so. Thanks, y'all.